I love polls, always do. I, I find them interesting and insightful, if nothing else. And, and, and I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, polls, polls. Yeah, I mean, typically, if you take a look at it, they're, they're pretty close. They're, they're off sometimes, but by and large, um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a method to them, and they can be very, very indicative. Now, we're in a weird time when it comes to national politics in Canada, because we're two years out from an election. Theoretically, that's probably when it's going to happen. Uh, so a lot can happen in the meantime. But uh, as we watch the polls, as we go along, you can start to see some trends emerge. And we've been following the polling from Abacus Data this year pretty closely. And they have shown a consistent and steady climb for the Conservative Party of Canada to the point that they had opened up a 19, call it 20-point lead over the Liberals in the last polling that came out in the last week of November. 43-24 was the percentage then. But... The latest reporting, two weeks later, shows that trend has, well, I'm not going to say reversed just yet, but certainly interrupted. Uh, That's what we'll call it so far, interrupted, because that 20-point lead is not a 20-point lead anymore. Let's chat with David Coletto. David is the CEO of Abacus. Uh, David, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time as always, sir. Good morning, Shay. Great to be here. This conservative lead uh, cut in half, right? Basically from 20 down to 10. um, That's... That's a, a big change. How significant are, are, are you seeing this as, wow, like, was this surprising to you? It, I mean, it was, because um, for months on end, we every time I opened a data set, it seemed like that conservative lead was growing. And so, you know, when I see uh, a shift of a five-point drop for the conservatives, a four-point gain for the liberals, um, you know, th- that kind of swing you rarely see. And so the first thing I do is make sure our data makes sense and there was no, like, mistake or anything in there. And then once I was able to confirm that, it, you start to ask yourself, okay, so what happened? Yeah. What might explain a, a big swing in two weeks? And what's interesting is when you dig deep into the numbers and you look at some of the other things we track, things like how do people feel about the prime minister or the government's approval rating or the even the general direction of the country all three of those haven't really changed all that much right right so that's an indicator that this is not necessarily canadians something's happened over the last two weeks in which canadians are all of a sudden saying i like the liberals again uh, i'm back on team red sure um what 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 appears to have happened actually is that that for 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 Canadians who are kind of what I described as soft change voters, those who say they want change but aren't necessarily comfortable with all the alternatives, including the Conservatives, um, they are indicating to me that they're now moving back to the Liberal tent because I think of some of the things that the Conservatives have been doing, whether it's uh, voting against the Canada-Ukraine free trade agreement, whether it's the filibustering they were doing in the House of Commons last week, whether it's, I think, getting off the message they've been on so successfully, which has been focused on the cost of living, the carbon tax, and housing, which are generally areas people want their politicians to be focused on, and moving into these other areas that I think makes people a little bit uncomfortable, right? Because yeah. I think one of the most important things to understand about where the Conservative Party is today is they've They've brought on a lot of people who now say they, at least certainly in the end of November, when they were up by almost 20 points, who don't normally vote conservative, right? They aren't ideologically conservative. They're, they're, they're unhappy with the liberals. They're looking for change. And so it's a much more moderate um, uh, coalition. And so when the conservatives kind of dabble, I think, sometimes in some of their kind of pet project issues, it turns people off. And I think that's what's ended up happening. So the result has been... Mr. Polyev's negatives are up, um, and, and, and at least for now, at least in our data, 
uh, you know, there's been a kind of correction in in some of the, the the vote intention stuff, and we've now only have a still a big conservative lead, ten points, but it's not twenty. Um, okay, so if you're in the Liberal Party, probably a little bit encouraging, like, okay, wait a minute, we're, we we like what we're seeing, but no time to celebrate because, like you say, their approval ratings, and you can talk about policy, you can talk about their leader, doesn't matter. That hasn't changed, right? I mean, they've seen some gain in terms of voting intention, but the problems they had that led to their downfall or downslide, I guess I should say, they're all still there, right? They're all there, right? People have an overwhelmingly negative view of the prime minister. You know, only 28% approve of the job the government's doing. Um, you know, the, the the mood of the country remains quite challenging. The cost of living crisis is still front and center. All of those still exist, right? But I think there's a, a story here about, and we've seen it in other provinces and in other jurisdictions, you know, just because people want change, and there's no election right now, yeah. which is a big part of this thing, yeah. but just because people want change doesn't mean they're going to change the government. There still has to be uh, an alternative that they feel comfortable with. And and I think there's a lesson for conservatives that if they if they if, if they think they're just going to like default into government and and because of the the fatigue and dissatisfaction people have with the liberals um, that they're going to be able to do that maybe this poll is a is a wake up that says no yeah. Canadians are paying attention to some extent to what's going on in Ottawa not always and not deeply but. You can't just take them for granted and think they're just going to vote for you no matter what. We've talked about the Conservatives and the Liberals. Uh, the NDP, of course, a factor in, in keeping the Liberals. Any change for them, or are they sort of, they are what they are, and it's pretty consistent? They're stuck. Yeah, they're yeah. stuck. at, And this is this would be disconcerting to them, right, because they've been trying to position themselves, the New Democrats, as an alternative to the Liberals, to those who are maybe more progressive, uh, more on the left side of the spectrum. They've been stuck around 19% now for months. Yeah, years, hasn't moved. Even, you yeah. can say, right? And they've seen uh, no gains as a result of the liberal decline, and in this case, no gains if, after the conservatives drop. So they're not doing poorly. Um, they're still at 19. There still would be a factor, but they, they're, they're having a hard time getting traction and I think being relevant in this conversation. And the more and more yeah. that we talk about the Polyev versus Trudeau battle, the less, obviously, we're going to talk about Jagmeet Singh and the New Democrats. Yeah, they, they may have maxed out, at least for now. Um, what, how, how important do you think this is viewed by either the Liberals or the Conservatives? Because you know what they always say about polls. It's a snapshot in yeah. time, and, and you need to look at the trends. So this is just one poll. It's a pretty big shift. I mean, how? We, of course, we'll watch the trend, and we are, you know, we're right in the middle of the cycle here. It could be two full years. Um, how how do you think it's being interpreted in terms of? Well, this is uh, something we can ignore. Something we need to jump on. I mean, how it, it is one poll, David. So what does it tell us? Yeah, I agree. It's one poll. We have to see if there's others that come out. Um, we won't do another one this year, but in the new year, we'll see if this kind of is this becomes a trend or is it just a blip that people are reacting to some stuff that has been happening today. But I think the big lesson in all of this is to recognize that most of your listeners, Shay, most of the country isn't deeply engaged in politics on a day-to-day no. basis. Yeah. And so we should expect that a lot of those who are saying, look, I'm going to vote conservative if I get the chance, um, might change their mind. Um, and they, you, you can't guarantee that they're, they're, they're locked in. So that, that conservative vote is likely soft. Um, on the flip side, the Liberals have to also understand that, that they've got a lot of work to do um, and that the, the next election, whenever it comes, probably is not going to be about them necessarily because I think the public has generally, particularly in Alberta, but elsewhere across the country, 
have made up their mind of how yeah. they feel about Trudeau. So now the question is, how do I feel about Mr. Polyev or Mr. Singh or the other alternatives? And, um, and so I think this poll gives us insight into just how volatile, perhaps, um, Canadians are. And as we head into the holiday season and people are going to maybe talk politics, you know, at the, at the Christmas yeah. dinner table... Yeah these things are going to likely come up and, and, and start forming more opinions around it. Really good point, though, that, hey, listen, let's not get carried away. We are two years out, and this shows that things can change, and change pretty quickly, so no party can say this is over and done. And if you're the Liberals, that's a good thing. And if you're Conservative, it's kind of like, okay, let's keep our eye on the prize here. We can't let up at this point. You can't get too cocky. Yeah. I think, and I think, you know, I live in Ottawa, so, you know, I, I watch the question, I watch question period all the time. I see how they're kind of behaving, and I think there was a little bit of cockiness the last few weeks. Right. They thought they could do this filibuster last week and force the Liberals to vote for hundreds of, you know, hundreds of hours on hundreds of, uh, of amendments. And at the end of the day, what I think they did is, is actually united that Liberal caucus to some extent, got them riled up. And I actually think you're seeing the Prime Minister up his game a little bit. So I suspect 2024, um, you know, if this was like the, the preseason, 2024 <laughs> will be like the, the regular season, the elections playoffs. But the regular season, I think, starts come January, um, if we're going to use that sports analogy. I love the analogy. Anytime we can tie it to sports, I understand it a whole lot better. (laughs) David, thanks so much for your time. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You too, Shay. Thanks.